Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux, I am Peter, that is Connor and we talk about movies on this show. This episode continuing our series of catching up on 2018 movies before we finally make our top 10s and whatnot. Uh, this is going to be First Man, which is the Damien Chazelle directed uh, Ryan Gosling film about Neil Armstrong, uh, the first man who landed on the moon. Which, that feels like a redundant sentence to say, I feel like everyone learns that by the age of about 7, but... You know, yeah. Um that's what the movie is. It's the story of, of the obsession leading up to that that moment and uh that's very much it. So we'll start spoiler free as we always do. Although not a lot of spoilers for this one given that it's uh you know based in you know And it's uh, a story that everyone kinda knows. For the most part. I think there's some personal stuff, there's how it handles certain moments that I think are spoilers. Oh yeah, but... yeah, yeah. But the general Oh, they make it to the moon. Yeah, they make it to the moon. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, they make it to the moon. I know that's just uh, I'm sorry to spoil the ending for you, but yeah. um, you know. So, but yeah, there was a lot of other characters who I didn't know if they, you know, there's, there's characters who like die at certain points where I'm like, I didn't, I, I couldn't have told you they were going to be, you know, goners. No, that's fair. You know, like, do, do you know what I will say is weird about this? Uh-huh. Before we get to anything, is, is the release. If I were the, I don't know which studio this was, uh, if I were them, I'd have held it off. You know, because this, this came out, what, October, November time, I think? I can't remember. Maybe Something a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, I'd have held it off till this year because obviously this july is the the 50th anniversary of it i'd have waited and you know marketed it around that yeah yeah i I think they were hoping it would be an oscar contender so they wanted it out for the season i get that um obviously i mean it would be obviously a contender for the following season uh bizarrely too too early in the year though for that isn't it bizarrely though it's not really caught much steam awards wise uh, no technical awards um yeah. i think it has um there's i know there was some surprise about the lack of uh, claire foy being not being nominated uh when she was been nominated in pretty much every other uh, awards oh. ceremony uh, you know but but not for the oscars so no nah, but i mean um there was one i wanted to check out i was i was curious you 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 love the director you uh mm. liked everything he's done um so yeah um I mean, there's not really much more to tell you in terms of what the premise of the film is. It's, it's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, it starts, you know, a few years before the moon landing. Uh, yeah, I think it starts in about 61. Is it 61? Um, and it, it has a couple of time jumps. Though. It's actually, one of the weird things about the movie is that sometimes it doesn't necessarily feel like time's passing as much as it actually is. Because uh, early on in the film, uh, like his wife is pregnant, and then like two scenes later, they've got like a new, you know, a new kid, and I'm like, oh wait, oh, wait, oh so, so at least at least some months have passed, okay, yeah, <laughs> right, very good, um, but hey, which makes sense given the time frame that it has to deal with. It's just you know, um, yeah. So what did you think then? Did you enjoy First Man? I did very much. Uh, did you? I, I liked it. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I suspect this might be a, a slight reversal on our last review, in that I'm much more into this than you are. Um, I think I think the technical elements are are fantastic. Uh, uh, the way it handles the scenes where they're testing, you know, various uh, ships or rockets or oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, the actual, of course, launch and you know going to the moon itself. All of that is handled the way it uses sound, the music that's included. Uh, the lack thereof for a lot of it as well. Uh, the way it focuses on small details, I think all of that is exceptional. Um, yeah. The actual like, story of the movie overall, though, is is just it's kind of it's good. It's fine, but it's not like like setting the world on fire kind of thing. Um, I feel I feel like compared to to Whiplash, which you know I feel like it's just pointless compared to La La Land. 
<laughs> I disagree. You, you've not seen La La Land, have you? Ah, yes, I have. Have you? Okay. I was forced to watch it for Overlord. <laughs> oh, good. I had, I had to suffer through that two-hour-plus monstrosity. I think there's a lot of apt comparisons to be made to La La Land. Thank you very much. I mean, you can make them. But the reason why I compare it to Whiplash, because Whiplash was good, is I feel like Whiplash had a better core story to it. Whereas this arguably is a better piece of technical filmmaking. Um, yeah. Although I will say Whiplash probably had better editing. Because Whiplash's editing was top tier. Sure, sure. Um, I, I think the scenes that it was do it was playing with in this this movie though appealed more to my sensibilities. So the yeah. way it was handling the emotion of of these like big insane moments, kind kind of just spoke to me in a way yeah. that maybe Whiplash didn't. Um, Fair enough. Um, I think the 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 core story, you know, the the personal story, I think is actually very comparable to both Whiplash and La La Land, in that it's the same core theme, the the uh, the idea of the obsession. Uh, this it's a little bit more muted here, in that it's it's less selfish than in the, those movies. Um, but I, I think it's definitely there in in, in the main character. Obsession is there, although I I feel like he is obsessed, but I wouldn't say the movie's actually about obsession so much as it's about something else. But I can't really talk yeah. about that until we get to spoilers. That's fair, and uh, it, it is interesting that they actually plays obsession more as determination in this one uh, compared to to his last couple of movies, which definitely play much more uh, in the unhealthy side. Whereas I mean this this still has unhealthy elements, but it doesn't go as far as in the in the last two movies. Yeah, because because I I think there are moments I think I think especially in the first half there's definitely chunks of this where I was like yeah it's a biopic and just kind of fair enough yeah you know, that, that that was a <laughs> fair um, I think for for me uh, even in those moments the direction was a uh, was really helpful. like there, there was even moments where it was just uh, it was him and his house and the way the camera was following him around it was it was uh, I was really into it. Um, I I thought it got stronger as it went. I think when it when it got to more moments where the direction really got to sing because. Mm. It was going into more tense moments or more... Uh, there's an accident at one point about halfway through the film that I thought was handled very, very, very well. Yeah. And that was where the movie kind of t- turned up a little bit for me and kind of like I started to grow more into it. Um, I don't know if... I, I do honestly think that the, the, the core drama of the film, because the movie starts with... Um, no, I never knew this about Neil Armstrong. I assume this is completely true. Uh, he lost a daughter uh, who was quite young. I would have assumed so as well, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's kind of the emotional kind of starting point of the film for where he is as a character. Um, and th- that's fine. That's fine as a, as a character beat. Um, but I, I will say, like, the drama with him and his wife, I don't know if I ever truly got into it. Really? I, I don't know if it ever made me really care about that in the, in the way that I think it wanted to. Okay. Um... That's not to say that there's not there's not some beats that pay off with it that towards you know later on that I actually quite like because I did, yeah. Um, but I I think I liked them more in the, the theory of this really works as a good ending to that story as opposed to I actually care about their relationship that much uh, from the rest of the film. Um, mm. I mean it's it's, it's it's hit and miss. There's, there's certain moments I like, there's certain scenes I like with them, but there's all stuff that I don't. There's there's all stuff that definitely falls a little bit flat for me. Um, and it's actually, you know, I, I hate to be a dissenting voice here because everyone loves Whiplash, but um, I think Whiplash is very good, but I don't love it as much as everyone else does. 
And ultimately, my problem with that film actually is that I kind of hate Miles Teller, and I have a really hard time giving a shit about him. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a very punchable face. He has. He's so punchable. Um, Ryan Gosling's far more likable than that, and his oh, character yeah. and his character's nowhere near as much of of a, of a dick. Um, even though he does some dickish things here or there. Um, actually, on that note, actually, I feel like Buzz Aldrin comes out of this looking like a bit of an asshole. He does. <laughs> Is that really? just me? I feel like I feel like he had two or three big scenes before we got to the, the actual like launch and all that, and every single one was like, look at, "Look at Buzz being a dickhead." <laughs> like, what? What is this? I hope that's what he was really like. Did, did someone? Time. Did someone have like a a vendetta against him because it's based on a book? Like, did, yeah. did, did someone pay off the writer? Hey, make Buzz look a dickhead. I don't know. Maybe. God, uh, <laughs> I hope so. Because I know, um, you know, uh, Armstrong's kids have said it's the you know the the most accurate portrayal of their parents that they've ever seen. Oh, that's good. So I mean, in that regard, um, it's accurate. So I mean, I want to assume most things around it therefore are as well mm-hmm. but you know that may be unfair you know it's one of those things where you know if you're going to lie about something as long as your 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 core thing in the middle is this solid truth that you're building around you can kind of get away with these smaller things around the edges so maybe buzz was a lovely guy um, and i'm just believing it because it does such a good job with the truth in the middle that i'm like yeah that's probably true as well <laughs> oh dear um <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's funny because I feel like compared to Whiplash again, like I think I like this better overall. But okay. at the same time, I I almost have this weird thing with it where I kind of appreciate that Whiplash's core story felt like it had more bite and more to say, whereas this one it feels more like a just a, like a traditional movie arc, I guess. Right? You know, it feels mm. it feels like what he's going through and what he's trying to like deal with as a character feels very typical movie drama as opposed yeah. to whiplash it feels like oh this is a, an interesting take on obsession that i don't and you know the 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 strive for greatest in, in particular of the arts that i don't think i've seen in anything else or portrayed this way in anything else whereas the beats here with with the like, what he's trying to go through and what he's getting over in his relationship with his wife that's being kind of strained by what he does you've seen that before. i've seen this before i feel like you know it's, it's doing it fine there's nothing wrong with how it's, how it's portraying any of this like it's, it's definitely solid as you say the direction's very good but it wasn't like you know breaking any ground or making me go oh i've never thought of it like no, this before or, I, I i can't like i for me this is probably my least favorite of the three mm. um but i still like it a lot um you know yeah um for me though the, the standout was the the, the the way all the scenes with the the, the ships and stuff was handled oh, those I, were phenomenal uh, one of the things that i really noticed was that until the actual launch for the moon until apollo 11 uh to use the <laughs> the name of the ship uh, I don't think up until that point you ever saw an exterior shot of anything that he was flying in, or that anyone no, was, was flying in. It was always a camera, like maybe a camera attached to the side of whatever it was in, and you'd see some of the body, but never just a, a wide shot. Well, what I got from it is it was always kind of representing what they could see inside the cockpit. They they could see a little bit of the body from the window, and yeah. that was like it. Um, but otherwise, it was just always in the cockpit. All the tests that they did, you know, the scene at the start when he's, you know, in a very hairy situation, all of that stuff, all of it no, is it shot and, very and it... from their POV to the point where I thought it was going to be that way the whole movie. And it wasn't until the actual launch of Apollo 11 where it said, no, what? We're going to a wide shot. You're going to see the, the rocket actually blast off. a very off. 
majestic impact, I think is probably the word I'd use. It's very majestic, um, but at the same time, it's a lot of handheld, there's a lot of shaky sort of camera going on yeah. throughout a lot of this. It gives it this kind of raw feeling to it. Um, and I thought that stuff was handled really well. And even the music, actually, to go with the, the going to the wide shot, the music is almost... I won't say non-existent, but it's almost like... Oh, no, I've got so many opinions on the music. Well, no, but it's like, I barely noticed the music for the first, like, two-thirds of the movie. Oh, really? It's, it's like, all, like, all on the piano stuff at the start that's kind of, like, mimicking what the, the piano yeah. playing was doing. Like, I barely noticed the music, and then we get to the launch of Apollo 11, and all of a sudden, this, that, like you say, Big majestic yeah, music yeah, comes yeah, in. Yeah, like, uh, strings and brass stuff's going on with yeah. that. Yeah. And it continued, the, the, the motifs of that continued into the actual Moon stuff itself. So, yeah. for me, like, oh, this music's actually really good. But up until that point, I barely noticed it. Oh, man, I've got so many things on the music. This is, for me, uh, the most interesting music film from 2018. Not necessarily, I'm not going to say outright it's the best. I, I need to think on that. Interesting, though. It's doing so many things. Um, one of the things that you, you know, you're saying, oh, you barely noticed it, is, is Howitz does this thing a lot. He did it a lot in Whiplash as well. Um, uh, you, I, I think you you notice it almost less in that because of you know all the music that's in the movie anyway, uh, where he blends a lot of the music with the sound design, and it, it kind of becomes part of the sound design layer, and it's fantastic. Who, whoever did the mixing for this is phenomenal, uh, really. Um, but some of the things like the music is all over the place in what it's doing. There's sections with uh, hand drums. There's stuff with theremins. There's stuff on an old Moog. There's a harp piece in there. You have a waltz in the docking sequence uh, earlier on in the movie. There's so much going on. Yeah. But but like, like you even describing, though, it's kind of meant to blend in. Like It, it is uh, for, for some of the softer stuff. But like that, that docking sequence, which is, uh, you know, maybe halfway through the movie, uh, has a full-on, you know, waltz. No, I mean that seems very loud though. So I never even like that's the sort of thing where it can blend. It can it can be that and still blend in because there's so much like noise from the docking itself, from the ship, yeah. from the, the 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 going back and through the atmosphere, all that stuff. There's, there's so much going on during that scene. Yeah. Um, I do vaguely remember a little bit of music before chaos started when they were just kind of like appreciating the fact that we're yeah. you know in space for like a minute. In fact, hell, one of, one of my favourite moments of the whole film is there's a scene where relatively early on one of these tests where he gets up above the atmosphere and there's just like the, the blue line of the Earth's kind of curve yeah. hitting his face. Um, really beautiful stuff. Like mm, all, all, all of that I really liked. Like, uh, that's for me, because I think the last like 35 minutes of the movie is the best part of the movie. Like, uh, that last 35 minutes is like just a master class on how to handle a, a sequence like this it is absolutely um and it's there and the emotional stuff that kind of pays off in there is, is is actually pretty good i like what it's doing i almost wish it spent more time developing it though um okay. you know because it it's almost like it's trying to do it in a very detached way where because he's refusing to talk about things the movie We're beyond with him yeah, yeah beyond a couple of little hints and details here or there is it's kind of avoiding doing anything else with it because it wants you to feel as detached as everyone else around him is being. The way his yes. wife feels, the way everyone else feels about him. Um, yes, he's very much an enigma. But I almost wish they developed it a little bit more. Um, just so that the, the payoff you know, landed even better. Um, so, I, I guess, you know, you know like I, I guess, like, I feel like the, the human drama just felt a bit more typical than I think, like, and I'd like that to be beefed up a little bit. Because um, it's not so much that I don't want the human drama to be there. I think it's a very important part of the story. I, I just, yeah. I could have done with it be, being a little bit better. 
just just a bit more explored, I guess. I guess, I guess what you're going is you wanted to do something new rather than just because you know going back mm. to how it felt like a very typical movie arc in what it was doing. Yeah. I think it was all very well handled, but I agree that it felt like okay, this is a story I've seen before. It didn't do anything new beyond, yeah. and not even not even unique to like astronaut stories. Like this could be uh, like a yeah. soldier who goes off to fight wars, you know. And yeah, yeah, the absolutely. wife's worried about that, you know. It could, it, you know anything of that style, like you know. Yeah. Um, it didn't really feel like it was. It didn't have its own spin on it, I guess. It doesn't necessarily have to be new per se. It just has to have something that makes it feel like this is this, this is this movie's version of it, and it kind of mm. felt like. No, this is just you know it's like oh I don't want to say going through the motions because I, I don't I don't believe the lack of effort was there. It's just no. I feel like this is um probably comes down to it being a you know a biopic. You know, whereas based on the true stories, you got to be respectful of what actually happened, mm-hmm. and these are the details we have. So you don't want and I, I guess they didn't want to just conflate things and you know make stuff up for dramatic effect too much. So by its nature, you get we we say this all the time about you know stories based on true events that often um, they they lose a little bit something there because they're too real almost. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, it's it's a normal thing rather than something you get in a movie. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's some truth to that. And I guess I'm not really thinking about it in those terms that it has to kind of match the real story yeah, to yeah. some extent. Um, and arguably, at least in this story, for, 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 you know, for all the stories that have been based on true events, at least this one has people leaving the planet and going to the moon, which is a pretty epic thing by, you know, most standards. <laughs> It is. It is. So it gets to have that going for it and still be realistic, but uh, or be true to the to history. But... True, true to the true to life. Yeah, still be you know uh, a huge a huge momentous event that you know looks fantastic. Yeah, um, and it's it's funny to hear little things like you know people wanting to pull funding for it because is this a good viable you know yeah. use of money? Yeah, uh, I did enjoy their their frustration when they the russians were getting ahead of them again because they, oh, they've beaten us every every step of this race to space yeah every time yeah. yeah yeah i've never actually looked into why but it, it's just kind of funny in a, in a vague sense thinking about yeah it's weird that russia never actually got to the moon like they never actually they stopped bothering yeah. well because it was it was all about who can do it right and and once once uh america got there russia was just like what's what's the point you know getting that it doesn't have the impact it's not worth it it's just uh, you know yeah but why is that the end of the race like be the first to build a build you know build a a thing in the moon like build a building right ha- have a base I mean, um, have I a moon you base kinda, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head a minute ago when you talked about how uh we could spend this money on other stuff that is true <laughs> that's this is true <laughs> um like I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like uh, it feels weird to just let let them have the victory. <laughs> no, well, I mean, you lose, you lose, right? You can keep going further. Like, okay, they they got people on the moon. We're gonna get. Yeah, you're, you're, you're falling into the sunk cost fallacy. <laughs> you're like, look, all right, we lost this one, but more money, we can get the next one. We can I'm do not, this. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying I expect it of them. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, they had some level heads. Well, I mean, that's how communism was meant to work, really. Yeah, exactly. Everything was very level. That was kind of the point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the debates come up of, of like, you know, is 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 this worth spending all the money on? Is is there a reason to do this? Um, is it about you know hopes and dreams? And that's always been kind of the argument for this kind of stuff. Uh, obviously, NASA does a lot of really valuable things outside of just you know. Oh yeah, I mean the, the, the obvious so getting many, to the moon. There are so many everyday objects that you use now. 
that are because NASA went to like um like a ballpoint pen, like a biro. That's because uh, you know they, they they couldn't you know ink didn't work properly. Then you know so it's like well we need somewhere you know you can't where the ink doesn't just has to be a solid liquid. It'll has you know because they they have the little bubble at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's to to keep it going down because that works in no gravity. Yeah. Well, it's the old joke that Russians just use a pencil. They did, yeah. But hey, biros <laughs> are nicer to write with. They are. I, I'm, I'm glad they exist. But you know, it's like that was a lot of money spent on something they could afford. No, no, no. It was, but ultimately, <laughs> it has so many everyday uses that I'm glad it happened. Yeah, but we've got gravity, so I mean, we, we, we could, we could use other pens if we see fit. Yeah, but biros are really cheap. <laughs> Compared to other pens, I can buy a pack of biros, like like ten biros, dirt cheap, and I can go through them and not worry when I lose them because I always lose them within about <laughs> three days. I don't know where I was going with this point, but you, you've 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 tangented know. into just, something stupid. I just I feel like I I go through a lot. I I, of I was about to 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 praise NASA and their efforts to make us aware of things like climate change, and you're turning it into praising them for for ballpoint pens. So, I just I really appreciate it because I go through a lot of them at work. I, I I lose one every couple of days, and I'm like I'm so glad I have a box of like fifty ballpoint pens that we buy really cheap, so I don't have to feel guilty about losing them. Okay. So I'm making it about me. Just just get over it. All right. Well, can we move on to more interesting things then? Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Good. What have you um, got? I don't know. Now you've put me off track with your stupid rambles. Um, so, yeah, the, the movie's pretty good. <laughs> to, to, put, to bring it back around, the movie's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, yeah. I think in in terms of for me, you know, the the um the human story, I think it always landed the hardest whenever, whenever there was a death, uh, of someone else, and how it affected him. I think that's what. Oh, it sure, yeah, best. and I agree. That was better than the other stuff for the most part. Yeah. Um, because it was kind of this complex of emotions of this seems to affect him, but it never seems to make him think for a second to stop doing what he's doing. He just has to process it. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, it gets worse and worse as the movie goes on. I um, yeah. I mean, the act, the acting's pretty good. Um, you know, yeah, lot, I can't fault. There's a lot of names in here that you, you kind of like see, you recognize, you recognize um Jason Clark's one of the one of the astronauts as well. He yeah. pops up in a lot of stuff. Corey Stoll's Buzz Aldrin again, leading to him being a dick because Corey Stoll's it, it, yeah, I I this thing. Going back to whether or not Buzz Aldrin was actually a dick. Probably not, but you cast Corey Stoll, so he is now. Yeah, uh, Patrick Fugit I recognized from uh, uh what's what do we call it? Out Outlast. No Outcast. Outlast. Outcast. Okay, the the demons, yeah, the, the TV show. Yeah, yeah, okay. I forget the name, of it, but yeah, him. Uh, you know, he's in there. Um, you know, a b- bunch of recognizable faces uh, yeah. popping up. Shia Wiggum's in there. Who's who's your dependable guy for a small role? Um, yeah, yeah, he's everywhere, isn't he? He's always for good reason. Always dependable. Um, so no, I mean the the movie kind of brisked past the, the debate of whether or not we should because one of the things that I liked about um that pilot we watched the, of uh, the first fun enough with a very similar title, uh which is a you know a show set in the future about going to Mars but it's about the space race kind of side of it you know it's about the 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 the, yeah. the, the trying to get there rather than just oh here we are on Mars, um one of the things I liked about that is when the, the debate of like should we spend money on doing this is they actually had arguments about it they debated it. I feel like in this, like the question is raised briefly, and then 
It's just kind yeah, of ignored. Yeah, it's not the focus of this movie, is it? No. It's just, it's it's acknowledging that those concerns were happening and just kind of like, oh, this was part of the, the, the mindset that he was in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't something that, uh, that the film was concerned about tackling uh, on any real scale. It was, you know, I mean, if you start adding that in, you're getting towards a three-hour movie. <laughs> No, you are. I I almost wonder if it would have been better just not to have that mention of it, just because it raised uh, the maybe. idea and then it didn't, you know, do anything. With it. it didn't tackle. It. it didn't give me an argument. Now I have a lot of arguments that I've heard, and I like I, I know what the arguments are, but it never actually made its case. It pres- no, no. I think the point of it in the movie is so that it's it's something else weigh- weighing on on Neil, right? You know, like mm-hmm. there's something else there that he's got to be considerate of when he's going through things, when he's leading these missions, right? Um, it, it's just something else, you know the, the 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 pressure, I guess, it's there for him. Like, oh, it's got to justify it to the public now as well. They're not even on your side. Not all of them are on your side anymore. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe that could have, if if you don't have that, maybe you don't lose too much, and you you don't have these questions of should we be addressing it more? Yeah, because there was there was like one scene. There was like one scene yeah, of someone dying yeah, up. Um, yeah. you, you could easily you know axe that, and it would only, it would only cut like maybe two or three minutes out of the movie, but. It would, it would stop you questioning things. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I get it. So, yeah, I'd I, I maybe remove that. Um, but, yeah, it's very, very... I mean, it's actually got quite a brisk pace when it comes to the actual Apollo stuff because there's a lot of tests happening. There's this fun, like, they've got the, the, the vomit chair, which is what I'm calling it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where, like, you're testing them to see how long they can go without passing out. Um, and just, yeah, there's some fun little beats in there, some fun little, you know, there's a little bits of humour. Not, not, it's not a comedy by any means, but there's little bits here and there. Little bits of levity, yeah. They're just, just moments of, uh, you know, just human stuff, basically. Yeah. Um, it's just to, just to make sure that we're aware, that these are, these are people, not just characters, right? Yeah. That's, that's what it's there for, just to ground them a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'd argue you should do that for all characters anyway. To me, that makes them a character, not just a cardboard thing on a page. Fair enough. You know, I, don't, all, I don't disagree. All characters should be grounded. Um, yeah. They don't get special treatment because they're based on real people. They probably do. No, they shouldn't. And, and if anything, it has a negative effect when they try and treat them differently because they're real people. Okay. I don't think there was any negative effect here. Well, there wasn't, but you, you said it that weird way, so I'm I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, pick, I'm picking up on it and, <laughs> and jettisoning it out the airlock, as it were. Okay. Um, I guess we'll give a spoiler warning if we want to talk about spoiler stuff, but I don't know if there is. There's, there's really not that much. There's, yeah. there's two little plot details towards it, so full spoilers. Uh, for for first man. Um, so yeah, I, I like the thing on the moon, right? So because earlier on in the film, someone asked him at a press conference. Um, you know, because I think Buzz says something. Like, oh, I'm going to take up something Ju- you know, jewelry from a wife. Yeah. yeah. So that it's been on the moon. So when I bring it back, it'll you know have all this this weird bragging rights yeah. and sentimentality. Um, can't blame it. And they ask Armstrong if he's going to take anything. He's like, no, 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 I want more fuel. He's very straight, you know, to the point and yeah. serious. Has, has no time for jokes here. Uh, but he actually does take up something. He takes up his daughter's bracelet, right? And it's like, he lets that go on the moon. So she's like, part of her's on the moon. Yeah. And I'm like, this is actually a really great idea. It's a really sweet moment. Uh, it works really well. Um, yeah. And I I almost wish it just it set it up even more than it, than it, than it did. Mm, okay. You know, I, I, I almost wish that and not so much that it set it up in the sense that I, d- I didn't want a scene of her like saying, "Oh, hey, Dad, I wish like I could be on the moon uh, or I something guess like that." More just that the bracelet was a bit more present. Yeah, throughout like, the movie. I-, I wish the bracelet was set up more. Like, I kind of like because I like the idea that we don't really. I, 
Do you know what's funny? Like, I'm almost of two minds, because on, on the one hand, I'm like, I wish they'd delve more into it, but on the other hand, I almost wish they didn't, but they just set up the bracelet better, because I, I almost think there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a merit in this moment being the moment we realise that this has all been about his daughter. This has all been about her weighing on his mind. Because yeah. cause one, of, one of the things I was thinking about as he was going up was that, okay, so part of why he's so, he's so driven to do this, part of why there was the obsession um and it's a, it's a much healthier obsession in a way you know even though he's doing this very dangerous thing yeah it's it's, right. it's unhealthy in the way it uh, affects his home life with his you know two very alive sons yes um but like i was thinking of it this way is that you know he's so driven to do this because he couldn't save his daughter he, there was nothing he could do so by doing the impossible by by doing this thing that's never been done he'll feel like he's achieved something of 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 worth right the yeah. idea that it does not, he felt so helpless with his daughter so the idea of doing something that no one's ever done and feeling essentially like a god by doing so yeah. um, not that he feels egotistical as he's doing it but just in the sense that no it never comes across that way yeah he's just he's achieving the impossible and that makes him mighty yes literally going somewhere where no one else has ever been that's that's a pretty big accomplishment yeah i quoted a line there from something mm-hmm brushing over it from firefly i know which was created by just Wien. he also did the hit television show but for the vampire i side. really thought i could power through that one no, hell no I, hell no i really thought i could i wasn't letting that go are you kidding me um but that, i mean the moment itself is really great because he sort of drops it into one of the 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 creators on yeah. on on i almost said mars there not mars uh, the moon <laughs> Um, it's like what movie were you watching? You got... <laughs> yeah, I was. I was about to question. That was the twist ending. It was an alternate reality where they went to Mars <laughs> instead. Um... Did Did you just watch the first? Is that what <laughs> happened? Did you just watch that instead? Yeah, Ryan Gosling's looking awful like Sean Penn these days. It's weird. He is, isn't he? Um, no, and just to go back again to the launch, everything from them, like from the launch, going into orbit, out of orbit, into space. Everything about that, like I think the word you used earlier was majestic. It felt like a like a musical production to me. Everything about it felt mm-hmm. like you know, as the pieces were falling off, as the decisions were being made, as they were seeing things out the window, everything felt very well timed. Uh, yeah. It was a very very smart and, edit through that. And you whole have it sequence. really, you have it punctuated with these moments of silence when we cut to one of the cameras on the exterior. Mm-hmm. And we're in, you know, space. There's no sound. Yeah. Which is which and is it, not a new it, technique. I've I've seen many a space show use the, the harsh cut to silence outside as a It has, but in this it does it a couple of times just as punctuation in this whole sequence. Um it's done really effectively. Yeah. Uh so no, oh, that's that's really good. I I liked how it looked as well when they're on the moon. I I liked the uh the the general look of it. Uh the lighting's gorgeous. Yeah, it, it looks really nice. Um, not not on on like uh, the film Moon, which I thought had a very similar kind of look mm. on the moon itself. Yeah. Uh, just this harsh, bright light from the sun. Uh, yeah, and then just darkness around everything else, basically. Yeah, so, look good. No, it looked really good. Um, so yeah, because because the final moment of the film is you know when he gets back, he's in quarantine. It's you know his wife comes in and they don't even say anything to each other. They just kind of put their hand up against the glass. Uh, yeah. The idea being that they're going to reconnect now, um, because he's finally achieved this. He's finally getting this off his off his chest. And do you know what I think is really funny about this is I was thinking about gravity and how gravity is actually about almost the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's about getting over the death of a child, uh, and how going through this kind of like finally like you know, I mean it's it's not the exact same, but it's very close. No, I'm with you. I get you. It's very similar. Like I almost expected Sandra Bullock to walk in from the future at the end and 
be like, hey, how you doing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm with you. Um, but which is not a critique because I, I, it's based on a true story. This is what actually happened. At least yeah, I assume yeah. it is. I assume it is. Uh, we have every reason I, to believe. I feel. So. I feel like his kids would probably dispute the fact if they added in this this you know daughter that never existed. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, I, I saw when the, when the movie came out, there was things of them saying you know yeah. it's the most faithful the the uh, adaptation of their parents. So the portrayal has there ever actually been that many um, movies about Neil Armstrong. I can't think of any. If they have been, I I don't feel like they've been that big. No, there must be a couple here or there, though. Yeah, I assume there must have been. Well. There must have been. It's yeah. it's too big an event for there not to have been. I, I mean, I, hell, I, I, I'd be surprised if there if there was if there wasn't one by the end of seventy one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, they they probably rushed one out pretty quickly to really push that morale boost thing, right? Yeah, actually, there must have been. I feel like there should have been a scene where they they were going through the channels and Star Trek was on. I feel like there's a little humour chuckle there to be had. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't really think about this now, but Star Trek actually was on a few years before they went onto the moon. It was, yeah. Um, it was, you know, right in the middle of, you know, this film was, what, 61 to 69? Yeah, right in the middle of that. Yeah. Right in the middle of that. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a, just just a, that chuckle to be had of him, like, seeing that on TV and having this weird moment of, <laughs> like... <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, do my best. Do my best. Yeah. Um... It's kind of funny, though, because it kind of does this weird balancing act where early on it's really, like, hitting this hard that there's a lot of science involved in doing this. But by the time we get to the last act, it, if the film's almost not concerned with that. Like, the characters are doing things that feel like they're, they're being accurate with what they're doing, but it doesn't really bother us with it. It doesn't really have us it's worry about it. It's been sorted over the course of the film to the point where it's like, this is going to work or it's not. Essentially, yeah. Um, so, no, that was, that was good. But, uh... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty much done. It's, a, it's actually really simple to talk about the film outside of the technical elements yeah. because it is a pretty straightforward story. I, I will say just in terms of the technical stuff, uh, I think one of my favourite sequences mm-hmm. uh, outside of you know, the, the whole launch at the end was um, when they were spinning uh, and falling. Mm. Oh, man, that looked fantastic. Yeah, Because you could see it, it wasn't like a, a perfect circle that was spinning on. Uh, it was this elliptical axis. And, you know, so when, when you shot, shot outside, you would... You would oh, get yeah. this changing oh. bit of where the Earth was in 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 comparison. Oh, wait, this was was this earlier on you're talking about. Yeah, you know when they're spinning. Uh, after the docking. There's a lot of spinning going on, but yeah. The the, the main one where they. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, they're trying to attach to the uh the, the Gemini thingamajig. Yeah. Or... Although that reminds me, my one real complaint of mm-hmm. this movie, Gemini, not Gemini. They say Gemini a lot. And, I know. They, they do. I will not stand for it. They do. Yeah. Um, all right. What What are you rating first, man? Uh, I'll give it an eight point five. <laughs> I'll give it a straight eight. So as much as it's really like I was, I was basically coming in combat and Connor's uh, glowing praise because I knew it was coming. Um, I uh, I actually really liked it, but uh, just uh, there's just there's just some things that feel a little bit more typical that I can't like see how it loved it like it it took a while to grab me it wasn't really until the accident when it were uh like three of them died in the the, the test because it wasn't uh, even I, it wasn't even a launch it was just a test thing but they were in the chamber and the the, the fire started. yeah yeah and, and that scene that, that scene at the white house and him getting that news that scene is fantastically done as well because you see the kind of the spark and then they kind of realize it's happening and you're like, oh, are they going to like get out this, uh, you know, out there's the cockpit here in time and 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 the camera just cuts outside and you just see the implosion 
you know, kind of crumple yeah. the edge of the door a little bit, and then some smoke come out, and it's like, well, shit. Yeah, they're just they're just dead, dead, dead. dead. Yeah. Um, and they make a point of making his like Jason Clark a little bit before that scene, so that, they do. Yeah. So that we we care a little bit. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's first man. Um, so that's another 2018 film knocked out, uh, knocked off the checklist. Uh, you can let us know what you thought of it in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. And you can get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, you can have it at patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. And you can uh, you can go over there and get these get these influx reviews a week early. You get other stuff some early. You get some stuff uh, bonus as well. Uh, but you can um, go over there and look at that. Uh, you can get some merch. There's merch in the store. There's a US and UK store. There's links in the description. Uh, but otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching movies guys and we will see you next time